Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about The Bachelorette. We're back for what I like to consider the first real episode of the season. Because let's be real, nothing really happens the first episode. So Christy, before we get into a real meaty episode here do you have any news um just one small thing kind of brewing that is not confirmed but now that michelle and nate have broken up he has been spotted with deandra i don't know if you remember her from paradise last season she had the long blonde braids um they've been spotted like hanging out touching each other Touching each other. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Well, it's just like her hand on his leg or whatever. Remember I told you last week she was wearing his necklace. Uh, so he seems to have moved on rather quickly, even though nothing is like confirmed there. And apparently Caitlin and Becca have unfollowed him on Instagram. Oh, you know you know things are heating up when when they st- they start unfollowing each <laughs> other. Uh yeah. Th- that's just really and I know it it probably more the norm than not, but how quickly these people move on is it just makes me uncomfortable. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, and especially moving on with another Bachelor Nation person that just is a little weird, but Right, and I don't wanna be throwing out things here left and right but is there there's maybe a little bit of connotation sometimes where it's like okay well you were going out with this person from the bachelor and now half a second later you're going out with somebody again like it just seems like there could be overlap a lot of the time yeah because he also like followed her a long time ago on instagram so people are speculating it's it's real weird to me but thank thank you for that little tiblet uh, tiblet tidbit <laughs> my goodness uh yeah we've had a lot of a lot of these relationships bite the dust of late which not entirely unexpected but still a little sad I also have an announcement to make. Oh. Yes. So I am in a major push right now to professionalize group dates and hot takes. And the big part of that that I wanted to announce is we now have a YouTube channel. Whoa. Very exciting. So... If for some reason you like to listen to your podcasts on YouTube instead of a different normal podcasting app, like most people, our podcasts will be available on YouTube going forward, which is super cool. Uh, Is it really that exciting? Not particularly. I did make a little audio visualizer 
widgety thing so you can see the waveform as we talk to you. Uh, but yeah, all of our episodes will be there going forward. There may even be the episodes from this season and maybe even our Married at First Sight couple of episodes up there by the time this episode airs or is published, however you want to say it. Uh, that is, of course, depending on the good graces of YouTube, whether or not that happens. But over the next week or so, we should have our entire backlog of 53 episodes on YouTube for everyone to find and see. So that is the situation with that. Without further ado, let's talk about this episode, Christy. Let's do it. Yes, we had what I think might be the lowest budget group date of all time. So apparently it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> and so that means the only thing we can do is hang out at the Bachelor Mansion. Right. And I... Of all, like, L.A. has so much to do. And this I'll is be, all. <laughs> yeah, I'll be totally honest with you. I keep... I keep trying to soften the blow and say, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But let's be real. Okay, I do want to be mean because <laughs> this is just ridiculous to me. I mean, we had this whole sequence where our two bachelorettes are essentially just complaining about the weather. Oh, it's raining. What are we going to do? Oh, we have everything we could possibly want we're in one of the most just happening cities in the u.s oh but it's drizzling i guess we gotta do a shirtless ab strip date that's all that's all there is that's left how pathetic mm. <laughs> I love how they're like, we have to come up with some ideas. Like, no, the producers do that. Right. And actually, that's a great segue. And I know we're getting off topic here, but I wanted your honest assessment here. Do you, what do you think is going on here? Because what it looks like to me, a more untrained eye, is that the producers, ABC, Jesse, whatever his name is, have all abdicated any sort of responsibility for this is like this is like Mad Max now. This is the apocalypse, and nobody is in control. That's what they want you to think. Mm. But behind the scenes, this is all very carefully orchestrated, or maybe not carefully, like haphazardly <laughs> orchestrated. Yeah, I would probably push back on the carefully myself. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. It's the illusion of, oh, the girls are in control. I just. But I just don't believe that. I just want to know what they're paying Jesse for. The same thing they paid Chris Harrison for. He's just to stand there and deliver the date cards but, and the final rows. But didn't he, didn't he do some actual producing? Yeah, he was also a producer. I don't know what that really means, like how much influence he actually had behind the scenes, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. It just they just want this girl power, like in control narrative. No, I disagree. What they want is for the two of them to collide and destroy each other. Well, that's that's also part of it. That is what they really want. Uh, can we just briefly touch on the fact that they held this season in a mansion where there wasn't any, even even enough space for everyone? I know. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. Like, uh, no, once again, no planning. They had guys sleeping outside, like, on the sofas do you uh do you think that a big part of that was just that they weren't expecting the rose ceremony to get canceled so there were enough beds for i guess 21 i think 21 is the number we landed on at the end of this episode after the our now first rose ceremony yeah essentially Um, we end this episode where we should have ended the first week so yeah there would be enough beds now maybe we we may we may we may start this next episode and people are still complaining about not having enough having having enough beds those those shots of the guys cooking in the kitchen it looked crowded (laughs) (laughs) uh great great planning all around uh but yeah so back to our regularly scheduled programming here uh i still don't this whole oh we're the bachelorettes and we're giving you guys gifts you're not giving them gifts it's literally just bags with speedos it's a gift of humiliation (laughs) how does that how does that make any sense to to pretend that's a gift i mean they do the same thing when it's the bachelor and they drop off like lingerie or whatever for whatever kind of silly competition uh yeah again uh low 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 effort thing supremely low effort yeah it's like hey production assistant we're gonna need you to run out to jc penny and just get us 40 speedos and some bathrobes and some bathrobes and that's it uh-huh. That's the extent of the date. <laughs> yeah. Because really, they told them, put on a Speedo, and you're going to have to show your front and your behind. And we're going to judge you, and then the select few get to come to the after party. Okay. Yeah, some highlights from this. Um, Quincy wore a very strange looking one. <laughs> it's very hard to describe, too. It's like over the shoulder, down the back, around like the front. Hammock. Yeah. Not the most flattering, in my opinion. So, well, yeah. And also just wedgie central. Yes. Let me tell you. Um, I think, I think it's called like a slingshot. Or something like that. Yeah, it kind of does look like because it's like it's like two straps in the front to cover your nipples, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the goods down below, and then it just connects to one and goes right into your butt crack in the back, uh, which 
seems like it wouldn't be particularly comfortable. Uh, no. The, yeah, and if, so they, they just watch them, watch them do this, ask some of the guys random questions. Uh, Black boxes everywhere. Well, yeah, because you don't want any tidbits <laughs> escaping uh yeah and then we had the meat sauce guy who i think name, his name is james i don't know they they just call him meatball because, i know like because he's one of the like 15 italian guys <laughs> that they that they brought on this season but like he poured spaghetti sauce all over him and it was supposed to be like this sensual thing oh. it was so nasty I'll be honest, I don't think there's a world in which I would view marinara sauce as sensual. <laughs> like, it was all in between his toes. It was <laughs> such a mess. You know what? You what? Okay. You don't... When you think sexy, a guy wearing just a Speedo pouring a can of chunky... <laughs> marinara sauce on himself on his chest that doesn't that that's not what pops into your mind uh not exactly oh wow you're just you're really missing out apparently Mm-hmm. yeah we also had a little bit of uh i don't know if this is necessarily boldness but they did ask johnny if he had to choose, which of them would he kiss? And he was like, uh, both of you? <laughs> and they were like, oh, wow, good answer. And then he definitely wanted to kiss both of them on the lips, but he settled for just a peck on the cheek since they were both there. Uh, you dodged a bullet. You don't want to, you don't want to be going full tongue in that sort of. No circumstance but rachel seemed to really appreciate that uh also (laughs) my note for this is just chris is a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) well he like got everyone to create like a beat for him with stomping and clapping and right because if i recall correctly what he said was his favorite things or some of his favorite things are sports music and leadership (laughs) (laughs) so so he was smacking a basketball like dribbling a basketball in slow time for the sports he was making everybody else like stomp and clap for leadership and then he was also like doing some singing that was oh it was bad there was i'll just put it this way he could not carry a tune in a bucket well his chiron did say tone deaf i don't know if you noticed that (laughs) right oh it was very apparent (laughs) Because he also, oh my word, it was so bad. Because he had a, he had an ITM there, where he was he was singing something about how like I'm sure how awesome he was and how like he was gonna get to go to the after party, and it was so bad. 
it, there was there was no key remotely near what he was doing whatsoever it was absolutely awful <laughs> and just combined with everything else that's going to happen i was gonna say that here, wasn't even the worst of it for no, him this episode no, that was just the start of of the nightmare with with chris um and unsurprisingly he did not make the cut for the after party no and they actually only had six men make the cut which is probably better for like getting to know people they had avon logan brandon jason johnny and colin right i i I did think they were probably going to have a couple more people there Mm, but yeah this is also just it's prime it's prime kissing time oh yeah this was also just a very very awkward after party yeah because it first starts off with rachel and jason and he's like i need to tell you that actually i'm more interested in gabby (laughs) this is just very awkward and she like tried to laugh it off but like that must hurt yeah and i i've i've said this before and i'll say it again i do really think that having both of them makes things way just infinitely more awkward Mm -hmm. if infinitely and that that is i I don't know how you can have double infinity but in this case it's possible that is just absolutely doubled when you end up having both of them there at the same time oh that (laughs) ends up being so bad yeah, so we see Gabby and Johnny making out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How do you think? How do you think the Logan situation is gonna end up? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like they showed him making out with both of them on the same night here, which I just I don't understand what he was thinking there because you know that's going to be shown you make out with both of them back to back like that and then rachel and gabby debrief and then like have to awkwardly tell each other yeah i kissed him oh wait i also like him too and then gabby is like this is really weird because it totally is and then rachel's like well i'll back off if gabby's super interested and then it's just I don't know how else to describe it other than awkward. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Yes, like like uh, I don't know every, every everything like this just always brings up in my mind again. Yep, they're friends for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're. I think for this episode, I think I probably have that in my notes like three or four times. They're still friends for now. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. To be determined. Because really that, I don't know, they're they're definitely going to be hurt feelings. Yeah, I mean, Gabby. With that. Gabby also made sure to say, well, it's not worth like a guy coming between us. Like, I'll Mm, just back off. I mean, the whole point is finding a guy so it's it's going to be a problem at some point the, the question mm-hmm. just ends up being uh 
when i mean you, you also i mean you have the the guys are worried about that too they're like well like how are we supposed to handle this mm-hmm. uh, i don't know because that that really is i would say the big question of this season i mean all the guys are worried about it rachel and gabby are worried about it and how is how is this going to go down because uh, I don't see it ending well for anyone well Rachel wins Logan at this point at least she <laughs> gave her rose to him and Gabby gave hers to Johnny mm-hmm. which crisis averted for the moment I for guess. the moment and I, I wrote in my notes Gabby gives her rose to Johnny before it happened that's how prophetic I am. Oh, before it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, it just it was the obvious choice if if Rachel was gonna give give the the Logan Rose. Oh boy, yeah, I just can't shake the feeling that we're headed towards an, an inevitable and unavoidable train wreck. That's gonna just be a lot of crying from everyone. All the guys, all the girls, Jesse, just everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we finally get a one-on-one date. How exciting yes. is that? I, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this did not turn out how I was expecting. So it's Jordan V and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And Jordan's the one, I guess, who showed her his race car last episode right because he's he's a he's a drag racer mm-hmm. which basically just means you go as fast as possible in a straight line for a quarter of a mile uh which is cool yeah but he came specifically for her yes and so i didn't catch what kind of car it was but it's like a fancy vintage yeah it's just some vintage vintage convertible yeah so she drives them to an airplane so they can do some sort of zero gravity experience so cool (laughs) so freaking cool essentially as i understand it you just go you go up and at the apex of your arc you actually hit zero g and can float around the plane for like 30 seconds or something like that so cool (laughs) sign me up 100 percent for this date absolutely well i would not sign up for this date (laughs) which i'm sure surprises nobody christy likes to live on the on the safe side on the ground Yeah, well, you you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to have some zero g make out time. Oh, I'll pass. I mean, they, they did though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, she was totally loving it. He was not so much loving it, but you know, just being with her just really it just calmed all of his fears. <sighs> <laughs> Well, 
back at the house. Oh. Chris starts his his downfall talking about how like, oh, it would be a deal breaker if like I'm at the fantasy suites with one of them and like I'm the third guy and then she's already slept with people. So this sets off all sorts of red flags with the rest of the men. Well, and this is also and I I know this is part of why it ended up creating so much waves, but that is the most ridiculous thing. Okay? Just in case everyone hasn't been paying attention. We haven't had a single rose ceremony yet. <laughs> there have literally been only boring people sent home who were tactically targeted. <laughs> that, that is it for people who have gone home. Still 29 guys. And you are projecting <laughs> forward <laughs> to fantasy to fantasy suites. I mean, at this point, I mean, we haven't seen it. At least he may not have even talked to either of them a single time. <laughs> a little premature. Just a little bit. And I keep bringing this up before we recorded, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep bringing this up. I've brought this up. I'm sure on previous seasons of group dates and hot takes because this keeps coming up every once in a while but man does it really grind my gears when a guy is is talking in this sort of context and is and refers to women as females oh boy that is a big old red flag because every time Oh, shocker, shocker, shocker. The guy seems to have absolutely zero respect for the women or woman he's talking about, or generally speaking, it seems, for women in general. I mean, that's been the case through seasons past, and uh, I can't remember off the top of my head who, who has said that, but like some of the big the big idiots slash big villains have have very much had that mindset and it just mm-hmm. it's very irritating there was a guy on michelle season who did that the guy mm-hmm. from like talking about miami females or right, something right. i don't remember who his name <laughs> who was that yeah oh you just hear that and you go this guy <laughs> is an idiot uh oh so so just gross or at least bordering on gross with with that sort of mindset Ugh, what an idiot but we go back to the nighttime portion that shocked us all oh yeah so <clears throat> I don't know. Jordan seems nice, like, and normal. Um, Talked about how his younger brother and sister had to take care of them because his parents divorced. And after this talk, Rachel just gets up and is, like, talking to her producer and is like, there's something missing. And I'm just like, "Uh uh-oh. That is not a good sign. 
No, not really. And it was, I mean, it was, it seemed like it, it was a bummer. They seemed like they were really vibing. I know. I just, it's, I don't know what changed or what happened or. You know, you, cause you have, you have Rachel who, who is a pilot. You have Jordan who is a drag racer. Uh, so you end up dealing with pretty similar speeds there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the sort of understanding of a drive to, to do something that's that's more on the edge like that it seemed like they were really having a good time and i don't know i don't know if if his family history just freaked her out or what i also wanted to ask you uh, regarding all of this I don't know how to phrase this, but it's interesting to me, I guess, and maybe this isn't so much a question, but just comment on it. It's weird to me, and maybe this is representative of just life in internet dating world and and options and stuff, but it seems like you have people, leads, turn down other people and not give them a chance in favor of giving people who they have no knowledge of a chance so it's like oh here's jordan who i have a lot in common with and vibe with and he's a, a great guy and it's like oh i have a reservation about that get out of here mm-hmm. when it's like well maybe you should give that a little bit of a chance versus just like oh let's just now toss him in favor of somebody who i know nothing about because that person i know nothing about could be better yeah i think it's the mindset is just i know this it's not going to work with this person so might as well cut them loose so weird to me (laughs) it seems harsh but i guess if you know you got to eliminate everyone but one at the end if you know it isn't going to happen with somebody, I can understand that thought process. Right, but how do you know that quickly? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really understand that part. Uh, I guess it's just just things we we as normal people just don't. It just seems like understand. maybe if they got to know each other in the real world, it wouldn't have been over so quick. Right. But. <sighs> Yes, she has to tell him something is missing. And, I mean, he seems, he understands and is gracious and all, but it was just kind of a bummer. Yeah. And they still had the musicians that they booked to play <laughs> to no one. <laughs> no, I think she, I think she went, after she walked him back, she like went and sort of like, listen to them from a distance because i think where they had the dinner it seemed like it was some sort of like historic theater or something yeah it was a big fancy building so it seemed like she had sort of sat in the background listening to them in sadness but yeah it just it just seemed like abc was like well that didn't go how we anticipated but uh we already paid them and we already licensed the music to be played on live tv yeah oh boy (laughs) what put it in there it's just so sad i know because typically especially when you have a couple who 
seemed like they got on as well as the two is like it's always evening portion will you accept my rose or um was it matt or clayton who is always bringing the rose with them and not not ask not giving them the rose until the later oh that was clayton who <laughs> gave handed out the rose at the concert right right exactly <laughs> typically you know dinner rose sway and make out to music and it was just it all crumbled to ash so sad yep guys are shocked when his suitcase got taken away as well because mm-hmm. like so when does the first date of the season ever end in a dismissal it's very odd uh, it it is it is very odd um and of course you know we get cut in here of the guy's still freaking out about chris and mm-hmm. that whole situation and oh you're just playing you're playing games man you're playing games and just more look these females <laughs> i love how nate pointed out how controlling what chris was saying was though Mm-hmm. my way or the highway and spoiler alert it was the highway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. next is a one-on-one with Nate and Gabby. Mm-hmm. Will this go better? <laughs> There's no way they were going to send two people home in a one-on-one. In the <laughs> can first, you imagine, can you imagine that would be the like the least successful first episode dating experience of bachelor history probably you get yeah. two you get two leads and both send send their first one-on-ones home no this is this was of course gonna go way way better despite gabby's fears that and slight freaking out they're like but what if what if i want to send nate home too what then <laughs> you know you kind of have had this uh, angst and it's come it's come more from rachel as far as what's been shown but like this angst of like oh i just feel all this pressure to be be the bachelorette but i just want to be myself and how do i reconcile that with this process and the journey that i'm on you know so that's that's fun but no they pff, come on come on we're this not gonna is... have two terrible one-on-ones they get on real famous. This was a really weird start, though. Like, Nate comes to Rachel and Gabby's house, and Rachel is there. So she's just, like, watching them interact. Right. I guess... I didn't understand. I guess they have the two of them living in the same chateau or something. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. this is where they had the group date earlier, like the after party. Mm-hmm. My note is morning, champagne, parentheses, why Rachel there, comma, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it would just, it just made it awkward to start. Because, like, they're making out outside and Rachel's just inside. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's like, well, first of all, he arrives there. And they're like, hey, you want champagne? So all three of them are drinking champagne. Together. Day, together. <laughs> and then Gabby and Nate go out, and they're just standing on the hilltop, presumably just about right outside, just making out with with tongue. 
as they wait for the helicopter to arrive. <laughs> as Rachel's probably just like standing out the window, just watching. I know. It's just Ugh. so strange. But yes, they get in the helicopter and Yeah, it was also just a weird a weird daytime portion too, kind of. Because they it, nothing really happened. They just got in the helicopter, they got flown around for a little bit and got to point at the Hollywood sign and stuff, and then they just got landed at and everyone is gonna be shocked by this, landed at a hot tub. <laughs> the most bachelor thing ever. And then they had some champagne with strawberries in it and more champagne. And he had at this point he had a safety pin in his ear, which <laughs> disappeared later. Yes, it <clears throat> I don't know why I fixated on that so much, but it really stood out to me. Well, it was just funny. It was because the other thing too was it it even you know, it looked like a nicer than normal safety pin. Yes, it was, it was gold it was, it was and very like a, large. Like a bronzed yeah. like safety pin. So I don't know if like he normally has a, a stud that he lost or something, and so he put it in to keep the hole open, but then that doesn't really make sense because he didn't have the paper. I keep saying paperclip. It's a safety pin. He didn't have it in the evening portion, but he didn't have a stud in the ear, so I don't know if that was supposed to be some sort of statement. Yeah, I was very <laughs> puzzled by that. <laughs> that was very funny. A good, good, uh, good notice on that because, yeah, that was... You're like, what? Does he have a paperclip in his arm? I'm like, wait. No, it's not a paperclip, but he does have a safety pin in his ear. Maybe maybe that's some sort of L.A. style thing I don't know about. Perhaps. Uh, talk to me Talk to me about, about uh, how you felt about the nighttime portion. Um, I thought it went really well. He had told us earlier that he had a daughter, and so we learned more here that she's six. She's apparently the human form of coffee, so I'm assuming very energetic, mm -hmm. high energy. I think, did you say she was like six, six years old? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he is very much a girl dad. Which... I don't know that's always that's always weird to me when people say that. They're like, I'm totally a girl dad or a boy mom. What is, like, what is what does that even mean? I feel like <laughs> you are kind of forced into that. If you have a girl and you're a dad, that makes you a girl dad. <laughs> right. I guess maybe maybe there's some sort of cultural connotation that I don't understand, or if it's like some sort of. Uh, extra stuff that goes along there that i just don't understand it's always mystified me about what people mean when they when they say that it's like yeah as, as you said wouldn't just having kids who are girls or boys make you a girl dad or a boy dad i never hear anyone say boy dad though it's always the opposite gender anyway I know. It's, a little, it's a little weird um also, so she ends up giving Nate the rose because, like, it goes well. But I thought it was really interesting that she, in her ITM, she said she started asking herself, like, am I ready to become, like, a mom right now? And she's like, well, I don't have to decide that right now. And to me, that was, like, translation. I'm going to keep him around for a long time. But then eventually, 
as is normal with Bachelor, I'm going to let him go near the end and say, I don't want to keep you away from your child anymore. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I took note of that. It's like, okay, probably not. But she likes him a lot. So, yeah, I also, uh, I'm never optimistic because I, total, I totally agree with you on that assessment. And I, I, I'm never optimistic when I hear a contestant talk about having a kid because well theoretically that could work out and i don't know do you do you know if that ever has like has has anybody ever been chosen at the end who previously had yes um brad womack chose emily who had a daughter that didn't end up working out but (laughs) 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 um Jason Mesnick, was he chosen? No, I think he was. He didn't get chosen. He he became the bachelor though, and he had a child. Okay. Um, Emily, that Emily, that same woman also became the bachelorette as well. So, but it's very everyone else I think has yeah. So out not of, worked out. Yeah, out of what so twenty six bachelor seasons now, we're currently in our nineteenth bachelorette. We've had seven. I mean, I I guess I'm not really gonna count bachelor in paradise because you're always recycling people from the other shows anyways so i mean we're we're at a high number of shows here and that's really almost never yeah one time one time out of all of those seasons so yeah so it's not something that uh i get optimistic about and i yeah you know i'm i don't i don't want to like boop on people for this but it just seems like the 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 game is not really conducive to being played with kids. No. Like like what people are going for typically it seems like it's like it's sort of like this different lifestyle and and so having having somebody who has a kid. And I mean, you know, you had uh, uh what's his face? Michael. Michael. Michael A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael A. Who had the kid, and he made it. He made it far. Uh, and I guess maybe that could have worked out. Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole thing was a whole was a disaster and a whole another story. Yeah, anyways, it... but yeah, it's just it seems like oh, if you have a kid as a contestant, it's just not working out. Like that no. influencer. Uh, jet setting type of lifestyle is it not. It doesn't match. No, it doesn't match. And also, I think you just have uh, the on sort of a different level. It maybe takes a certain mindset or maturity to take that sort of thing on to be like the step parent. Yeah. It adds like. A whole real world element that most right. relationships from this show never have to deal with. Right. They, we, we don't want real world elements here. We want no. fantasy. Like world. a child is like that's real. A whole yes. That a is whole real. Real responsibility. Like that is as real as it gets. Right there is like a six year old caffeinated <laughs> child. <laughs> Yeah, that's you better be like really sure, which is probably why they don't usually get chosen. 
Right. And so, so for yeah. now, everything is great, but I would be very surprised if Nate wins. I I am I'm in agreement with you. Absolutely. But, you know, he's a he's a good kisser. He's easy on the eyes, so we'll keep yeah. him around for now. <laughs> so we're now at the cocktail party for our first ever rose ceremony. And I thought this was very funny. We started off with Rachel and Mario, who Mario got Gabby's first impression rose, but he's now He's playing the field. You yep. gotta you gotta you gotta get in with both of them. Yes, but then he like picks her up and starts doing squats and Gabby can see him. <laughs> yeah, so I uh I don't know. I don't wanna necessarily assume that gabby is jealous about this but that it was implied it seems yes, like. like of all the spots at the bachelor mansion you chose right in front of her where she's talking to somebody else mm-hmm. yeah yeah and as he's like doing exercises with her mm-hmm. like lifting her like literally exercises with her as yeah. his as his weights yeah that that that's gonna end super well so the rest of his cocktail party is mostly focused on Chris. That yeah. was the main crux of it. And Yeah, pretty much anything else was just quick sort of montage. Yeah, there was nothing much else. Nonsense. And so Quincy is the one leading the charge about Chris. Quincy? Are you, are you talking about celibate Quincy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even consider that element that... He would have an issue with this, but that no. Makes I sense. mean, I, 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 I didn't say that. Be, assuming that being celibate is what made him have so much of an issue, I just, uh, I just had to bring it up again because it, it cracked <laughs> me up. Um, but yes, he like rounds up all the guys and he's like, "Should we tell Gabby and Rachel about what Chris said?" And so he does. He grabs Rachel actually to tell her first and of course rachel is not happy to hear this and then grabs gabby tells her gabby is shocked i think she said ew at one point (laughs) (laughs) and so they go and grab chris and this does not go well for him no which i just i totally i totally get having issue with it i totally get that he is just prime butthole material and all of this it is kind of humorous to me at some level that they took so much uh offense at like the actual like sexual element of it like i think it was rachel who's like i don't like i don't want to be like viewed as an object or like i forget exactly what she said which is sexualized to- yeah anything. sexualized which i took look i i get that you know you want to be viewed as a person people should view you as a person but it is a little rich when you're running around tonguing people and you're like i don't want to be sexualized which i, I mean it kind of boils down i don't want to be sexualized by people that are gross which is also understandable 
just well, a little weird. It might have been because she was like, we're not at that point yet. So like, we're not at the point where you should even be thinking about having sex with me or the order fantasy suites would be happening in. Right. I mean, it is, it is so abhorrently premature. Like, as I mentioned yeah. earlier, <laughs> like the, the only people who have been sent home at this point are, are the people they specifically could not stand. Yes. <laughs> Singled out. Uh, which, ah, oh, man. Why, like, I never cease to be amazed by how stupid people can be on this show. Like, Yeah, he was caught red-handed. He had no explanation other than, like, oh, I thought it was an appropriate thought. Well, like, because, because <laughs> let me tell you, Christy, all right, he's the kind of guy he doesn't, he doesn't half-ass things when he's in a situation he's going to think it all through and think at the start at the end and work his way back it's a positive trait (laughs) it's totally just what normal people would would do in this situation so funny though because like on his way out he had to like walk through a huge crowd of people which was so embarrassing for him (laughs) And then he gets to the entryway and asks, what do I do now? As if he didn't know where the exit was. Just walk down the street and never come back. Except he didn't even, he couldn't even follow directions. Because then he walks back into the house, which I don't know if there was like a cut or some talking with producers. Because usually you're not allowed to do that. So I guess they let him back in. I mean, what they wanted us to believe was he like went to some sort of side entrance or something you like bypassed somehow there there is no bypassing there's crew members everywhere you say that but they don't have enough crew members to capture everything <laughs> <laughs> so maybe well, there, maybe there was a, a chink a chink in the armor but yeah it man it cracked me up so much that he's just like i have been sent home but you know what? I am going to gather these guys who have wronged me, and I'm going to demand an explanation. <laughs> yeah, he like, like one by one found all of them, and they all sit down. So he's talking to Quincy and Jordan and Hayden, and he's like, well, "Why? Why did you guys like? Did this come up?" Like, just trying to get to the bottom of it. So then Rachel and Gabby find him again. They're like, "What the frick?" <laughs> Excuse me, didn't we ask you to leave? Which and I look maybe maybe this was all staged maybe this is just the the magic of of television, but it is kind of funny to me in these moments which are at least supposed to be like this off the cuff like chaos happening and so you end up like actually seeing producers and like camera yes, people and I stuff. love that I love that I love the behind the scenes <laughs> because the process has broken down so much that they just ha- they can't maintain the illusion of hiding the crew members anymore because they just have to they have to show this nonsense that's going down yes my favorite thing is when you can see like camera people scrambling to get into position (laughs) (laughs) red alert red alert red alert we have crap going down we were not ready we were not prepared (laughs) wait he didn't leave he didn't leave oh no Oh, uh, so they were not happy. They were no. very angry. 
And so he finally officially leaves. Oh, that was very funny. Oh, I love it when they get caught with their pants down. So, so hilarious. Oh, man. So what did you what did you think about the the actual rose ceremony dynamic how they're uh, choosing I to play this found it a little weird because jesse says if you get a rose it's coming from both women which i guess is like so you have a chance with either one but i don't really i don't know i don't really believe that but i guess at this point nobody has officially picked a side so we're still going with the both women Mm -hmm. dynamic yeah i don't i don't imagine that we can continue this dynamic for very long no they're gonna have to pick soon right and i think we have seen that happen in the previews where where it's one or the other of them giving out roses specifically which spoiler alert is gonna cause some major problems yes we've seen that when certain people try to give roses to other certain people specifically and they're like uh actually i don't really think you're very attractive and i came for the other person (laughs) (sighs) Uh, talk about some hurt feelings so i looked like 18 men got roses in addition to the three who already had them right i believe that's my count as well so we should be down to 21 after after an initial 32 so we're moving in the right direction oh let me tell you oh it's so so nice when we just have a bloodbath and (laughs) so many go away it's like it's like if you were to have a ton of tabs open on your computer and you go through and you clean out like a whole mess of them. What do you know about that? Okay, <laughs> let's not bring our personal lives into this. But it's just it's such a great feeling. Is it? <laughs> yes, yes it is. It's real nice. And that's kind of how I feel here because it's like, man, it's so nice to have extra brain space extra brain uh, space freed up you know now now we can start to actually learn names learn names and have less confusion when they forget to put the chiron or whatever they call it up with the person's name and you like it just it gets so much easier to follow uh that's what like part of <laughs> part of me is like you know let's just start recapping at like episode five (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's still so many men i don't know their names i know but this is at least a step in the right direction i guess i i think there may be there's a little bit of uh confusion there with like we don't know who the heck kirk is for example uh I think all we know about Spencer is that he just spends a lot of time complaining. Uh, Tyler? Who the heck is Tyler? I'll have um, to go back to our Meet the Men episode to find out who Tyler is. <laughs> I'm sure there will be another cut next week. So. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. We'll probably... Uh, you think we'll lose eight? I think we could lose eight? Mm, or not that many. No, six? not eight. 
Hopefully six. I'm rooting for six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always I'm always rooting for the max number of casualties every week because I'm lazy. That's what I want. That's what I want in life is is that. The other thing I want in life is for Meatball to go home. <laughs> and do like do I have just cause for my vendetta? No, not particularly. Well, I don't know. That whole speedo sauce routine was <laughs> verging on a crime against humanity, but I I guess we should survey some Italians to see how offensive they find it that ABC has basically just taken this man and told him to be the a hollow shell of a stereotype as possible um which is a great lead into the end tag because it's literally just him getting some two-on-one time with some italian food that he definitely didn't make <laughs> no can't imagine it was very tasty for them well, I mean, it probably wasn't as bad as it could be. Like, there are probably worse things to sit around for hours, you know, out in the in the environment than than like noodles. Now, if mm. it was a meat sauce, that was pretty congealed, I'm sure, by the time they got to it, but. I mean, better than sushi or something. Good lord! Ugh. By the time they get around to to any of these circumstances where they have food, you just know that like that's just been sitting at craft it's services gross. for like an entire twenty four hours. <laughs> Ugh, unbelievable. Well, you know that's that's the end of this episode, and I uh, I'm still of the opinion that it was a bit unfair to set up this season like they did. I know that it's it's like it's new and improved and girl power and their BFFs, but that really when 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 the conclusion is 90 5% going to be their relationship gets torn apart because of how stressful the process is and they're competing for the same guys. I just, I'm not a huge fan of that. You know, and I, I haven't been, uh, I haven't been shy, I don't think, last season. I don't particularly care for Gabby's voice. I don't know if she has... A, a nose issue or she's just a valley girl but that does kind of grate on me a little bit but even then she seems like a decent person and this isn't fair I think it, once the guys pick who they want to go with it will be more normal but right now it's a little chaotic I just I'm just envisioning a lot of trauma yeah, there are going to be some hurt feelings from that. But once you have your set of guys, each one of them, 
I think it'll be a little better. I guess Christy is more optimistic about this season than I am. Mm, what a surprise. <laughs> I'm, I'm such an optimistic person, though. Hmm. Well, we won't keep everyone for too much longer. We did get some... We, man, we got so much tongue this episode. It was real gross. 15 wow. kisses. Probably 13 of them were visible tongue. Absolutely so gross. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, so terrible. Especially when you go back and forth between the two of them. Oh. Ugh. Not I not my cup of tea. Some mouthwash. <laughs> oh well, Christy, it's that time again. How can people get in contact with us? You can email us at groupdatespod at gmail dot com or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at groupdatespodcast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're if you have, come on, like. Are people really ever going to go to this? Probably not, because hopefully they have subscribed or followed, how whatever the terminology is, in their favorite podcasting app. But you could actually go to groupdatespod.com and all of our episodes live there as well. So many places on the internet. I know, so to many. We, we're just, we are everywhere. And I mean, you can probably search for group dates and hot takes on youtube i don't know if we'll show up (laughs) i don't know how that works we have zero subscribers so we don't have a custom url uh but those will be there as well i mean we we are everywhere basically however if there is a favorite podcasting platform that we are not on that you would like us to be on let us know i mean we you can message us on any of those platforms that we have described and if it's feasible why wouldn't we put our episodes there i mean most things just get it from apple podcasts but there are some things you have to do it specifically for so let us know if that is the case as always we try to be receptive to our favorite people in the universe which obviously is our lovely audience.